0: Of the U G S Robinson Show Yeah, the kid's sleeping, you know it Welcome my friends To a show that singing never ends Round version Number I'm going to figure this one out now. You watch. Hold on. Round number. Oh, uh, I'm ashamed of myself. Let's do it. Let's do it. Two. Sorry. <laughs> Two. Two. Three. Nine. The Eugenius Roberts Show, stop I'm your host, Eugenius Robinson. Let's let Bob Riley sing us in with stigmata, as he has every week since 2007. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records on a record called Calling of the Just. Reverend, uh, Re- Re- Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot you to death in a nightclub, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Until then, listen, listen well. You know, it's actually this song that got me to sign these guys on a demo tape. And it was this line specifically coming up that made me sign them. It's become emblematic for the show of reasons that will be readily apparent soon. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Oh, always payback and whoa, always oh, nothing. All right, all right, all right, my friend. I'm mastering the lyric, which is my... What have I been doing? What I'll tell you what I've been doing. We'll get to it in a little bit. But first, let's get the commercials out of the way. I'm not fucking with PayPal anymore. So if you dig on the show, eugene robinson Dash not underscore dash 28, and I think that's Cash App or or Venmo, and the other one is Planet Oxbow, O X B O W, interchangeable or alternatively. Uh, um, bah, 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 bah. well, you could do it in a clever way, you could go to the Substack to look what you made me do, Eugenius Robson Substack, and you could buy a subscription for what seven bucks for the year. Uh if you're if you want to go for the champagne levels, there's there are more. Or you could go to uh patreon.com slash the stomper. Forget about sending it the old-fashioned way. I'm trying to decommission the post box and forget about PayPal since they have mystery charges that I don't like. And they banned me for being a pornographer 10 years ago, and I'm still sort of steamed about that. So let's get to the show right away. Let's do it again. Two, three, let's see, two, three. Nine of the Eugene S. Robertson Show Stomper. Um, And I I need to, it was a long, it was a long substack. So I would venture a guess that not many of you made it. And uh, I'm sitting around and I'm thinking, okay, this week has been Thanksgiving. So that means it was a short work week. That means we did special time, special jujitsu roles at jujitsu. Instead of meeting at 7 a.m., we actually got the benefit of being able to give thanks for sleeping until 8 30. Or 8 o'clock, got to the gym at 8.30, trained from 9 to 11. Uh, For those of us who dare, it was pretty crowded on Thanksgiving Day. Set us up up nicely. I didn't have Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving. uh, But my third daughter was in New York with grandma, her aunts, uh, a husband, friends, celebrating in Flatbush, which made me happy. Uh, 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 Daughter number three was with daughter number four. Uh, invited over to the ex-wife's house, so that was pretty cool. And a, uh, that was on Friday though, and then the, the daughter number one was driving and, and missed everything. And I'm trying to uh, 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 bushwhack her or shanghai her into coming over to dinner tonight. So that's that that is a week vis a vis food, vis a vis food. But uh, this this all this all this all ties in, as usual. So uh, I'm sitting around, and a um, Thursday, you know, I called back east, and everybody was doing. It, but we had, by agreement, decided that we, for whatever reason, uh, I think having to do with daughter number one, that we would have Thanksgiving dinner on Friday. I'm not big on holidays, right? I'm not big on on, and you've heard me say this before. It should be no surprise. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not big on Easter, Fourth of July. I'm real soft on these holidays, Labor Day. What are these? But I I am insane about Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanksgiving, I don't, the whole hoo-ha with the pilgrims, you know, I call my friends who live on, actually live on reservations, and they go, as you can imagine, this is not a day we celebrate. It's like celebrating Holocaust Day. (laughs) Um, No, to their faces, I don't, but I would, you know, they've all got keen senses of humor. So... uh, uh, he, I called one of my friends a Washoe, James Painter. James Painter Jiu-Jitsu, the guy who I did the uh, prison rock and roll chapter on in the fight book, fight everything you really want to know about asking, we're pretty good And at one point I was interviewing him and he goes, you can imagine, we don't celebrate this. Native Americans, fuck that. All right, guys, I got you. And the Pilgrim thing never, I was never... Like, uh, you know, the, t- the Nina, the Maria, the Tinto, the Madison, Maria, all that Columbus shit. Yeah, we had that in school. They just kind of decommissioned the guy when the guy turned out to be a culture killer. Whatever. It just changed. You know, and I never jibed with the with the the pilgrim thing anyway. Oh, because, you know, we all know that if they had murdered all the pilgrims, it would have been. Who knows what it would have been. But it wouldn't have been uh, a general George Custer wouldn't have been able to kill quite as many Indians. And in Andrew Jackson as well. Neither here nor there. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that. It's a celebration. and In other words, I've never had a bad one. Now, I know some people who don't like, like I'm one of those Christmas tunes all year round, guys. I have an unreasonable, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, the, the, the focus on family and the enduring power of certain types of mystery have always justified these holidays for me. I like to eat. I like to get things. I like to give things. It all works out well. Whatever you want to put, the songs are festive. And like Johnny Mathis says on Sleigh Bell Ride, it's a happy feeling nothing in the world can fucking buy. And that justifies it. It's beyond mammon. You know, it is just, you know, whether the snow and lights or the candles or the menorahs, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate it, it, it is the occasion. Hands down joy. I'm not thinking about the birth of Christ. I'm not thinking about pilgrims right uh, enduring bottles of oil, all the religious connotations out the window for me. It's not what I care about. So um, but I'm sitting around thinking about the worst Thanksgiving that I ever had, right? And the worst Thanksgiving I ever had was uh, at the time, and I don't say this, this is not a humble brag. It's just a statement of fact. It's a statement of fact. I had a I was dating three women at once. And all of and I wasn't bullshitting anybody, all of them were too proudful to say, Well, I'm gonna invite him to Thanksgiving dinner because who wants to run the risk that he that he says, ah, you know what? I'm gonna to go to Susie Jane's house or some shit like this. Consequently, three very quickly went down to zero. Nobody invited Eugene nowhere. And I said, Huh. I got I had this coming it's just a meal. This is before I had kids. It's just a meal. What do I give a fuck? Where can I go and wallow in misery in style? And I got it. Market Street Cinema in San Francisco. Now, I don't, as a rule, you've heard me say this before, I don't like going to strip clubs. I think they breed a certain type of impotency. However, this was like going to 42nd Street Terminal Bar. I had to know that on Thanksgiving, It would be the most depressed, depressing subset of human beings in the world who you would find at the down market, Market Street Theater. This was not the gold club, you know, the Larry Flint. This was not the hustler club, the uh, Larry Flint's hustler club. This wasn't the upscale experience. There was dirty semen stained carpet from front to back Market Street, homeless people sleeping in the theater. It was a dive 42nd Street style. I was like, I'm going to go buy the fucking homeless soup kitchen, get my little plastic, my little styrofoam uh, thing, hungry man dinner, a turkey, and, and packaged gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to go into the theater, sit and eat. And, what, and not only that, Wendy Whoppers was the featured dancer that night. Wendy Whoppers, I don't say if you're at work, don't go to, you don't have to go to Google this. But she was one of this first pneumatic breed of of a porn star with these big ridiculous balloon esque you know boobies, right? And so I go to this thing. It is it is at it's even beyond depressing because a friend of mine, I just, his girlfriend is working there that night, and I'm not afraid to be seen there. I don't give a shit. Um, but she was always so proudful, and had fallen on hard times, had become a junkie, and was working there, and was working the audience, asking guys for lap dances. And I was like, I'm not trying to hide, but I know it's going to be a deal for her to see me, you know. So it was just all of the feels all at once. And they announced on the over- overhead, they said that Wendy Whoppers is in the in the, in the lobby, charging fifteen twenty dollars for Polaroids with her, like Santa Claus. And I was like, cool. I head out to the lobby, having finished wiping the gravy from my face, having finished my Thanksgiving dinner. I think it was like Thanksgiving and top ramen and potatoes and gravy. (laughs) Something crazy. Some like just the shit that ended up at the homeless kitchen. And uh, I'm there and I still have the photo around somewhere. And I sit down and Wendy sits on my lap. She's like a bird. She weighs like really 89 pounds. which is creepy as fuck. She's sitting on my lap. This is when I was like 260. It was a big old guy. And she's sitting on my lap. And the look on my face, it's like hearing Colonel uh, 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 Martin Sheen, uh, Captain Willard describe uh, Hackman in in, uh, uh, Air Cav guy in Apocalypse Now. There was, (laughs) yes, I did say Wendy Whoppers. There was... A, a weird glow around me and you look at my face and it's beatific. I was as happy as I could be being that unhappy. And of course, you know, the, the element of grandiosity that much better suits or, or befits a a cokehead, which weirdly enough, you know, I was not on Coke, but uh, you know, I have uh, had these flights of grandiosity. I said, surely, sir, surely, sir, There has been not a more miserable Thanksgiving spent by any known individual. And then, and then I pick up the paper, so to speak. You know what I mean? When I, oh, my elbow is killing me. Jiu-Jitsu seven days a week. Yikes. Um, Rolling with the, the third strongest man in the gym having to yank my arm free from an attempted arm bar in a gi and then hit my elbow into the floor, even though it was a pad, it was forceful enough that now I can bend my arm. Wonderful. Jiu-Jitsu at 60. So I said, surely no one in the world. Witness. It's like when God gathers his sons and he's bragging about Job. He says to, to Satan, look, surely you won't see a man more, more steadfast in his devotion. Saying because yeah well that's because you give him everything you see you know you know you start taking stuff away he'll curse you to your face which of course was never the objective to win that bet the the satanic objective was just to torture Job. because why not it's tuesday so then i pick up the newspaper and i look at donald trump who's not succeeded in getting his family to get anywhere near mar-a-lago for his announcement couldn't get going there and he ends up spending Thanksgiving, some version of Thanksgiving dinner, with Kanye West and Nick Fu- and Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes. Now, he was plenty impressed with Nick Fuentes because Nick Fuentes pressed all the right buttons. These are not heavy buttons to press. Listen, here's a here's a thumbnail guide. If you know you're going to meet a hot shot. You go to Google and you type that person's name in and you read the first three or four articles and you're going to ace your conversation. So you, I noticed in Forbes magazine back in March of, uh, of uh, 20, uh, uh, 2017, they claim that you, man, that guy, he really follows me. Nick Fuentes pulled a couple of those rabbits out of his hat, did not talk about, you know, German achievement vis-a-vis killing 12 million people kept that to himself. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, he he vibes that way. He, he vibes that way. We talked on, on the care, don't care uh, on the, uh, if the shoes fit about Pete Davidson, he vibes the other way. People were like, we had to, uh, on if the shoes fit, if Pete, should Pete, Davidson, if Pete Davidson doesn't have to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't know what his aspirations in life are, but Many of mine don't exist too far beyond his. Cash wise or otherwise. So, you know, so Trump is uh, is. This is uh, this is, you know, this this is the shock troops of the future. This guy's got an organization behind him. He seems to be well spoken, not like the crazy Negro that's sitting here. But because no good deed goes unpunished. In a glorious, glorious Kanye moment to almost exceed all other Kanye moments, he turns to Trump and says, you know what I'm thinking? I think I'm going to run for president and I'd like to extend an offer to you to be my running mate. Structurally speaking, no matter how you parse that request, what he's not asking is for you to be president and me to be your vice president. That is a request. Yeah, that is a request. Can I be your vice president is a request. It is the hand that reaches for the handout. I'd like you to be my running mate. (laughs) Is a statement. And it's a statement that says, clearly, you can't do this on your own like uh, 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 Mel Gibson in Road Warrior, you want to get out of here, you got to come through me. Screaming and shouting ensued. Nasty words were spoken about the ex, Kim Kardashian. Yay, responded negatively to these because he goes, my wife, not having gotten the memo that they're technically divorced. You know, listen, I have three kids with my ex-wife, but I think it's a mark of respect to refer to her as my ex-wife, Right. Like that thing that we, when we went to the lawyers and signed all those papers, well, actually we actually didn't use lawyers, we mediated and signed all those papers, the storm and drong that was involved in these decisions that had to come to me no longer living there, I'm not going to minimize that. That really happened. So his Thanksgiving was spent with some cat who he didn't even know, but he welcomed the praise like Tommy Roselli. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kanye extending <laughs> extending the most scintillating, thrilling offer that could ever be made from one man to another that don't that didn't involve penis. How'd you like to be my running mate? <laughs> the massive, gargantuan, Brobdingnagian size balls. He's unwell, but I st- I still love that move. Because it marks Trump having exceeded, exceeded my miserable, most wonderful, happy Thanksgiving with Wendy Whoppers. But I'm thinking about that and I'm laughing and I'm chortling as I make all the calls on Thursday. You know, I, I haven't had a chance to call my sisters in D.C. and Maryland, but I, uh, you know, I can't get a hold of everybody. I'm trying to focus my attention. on getting stuff done. We have video Oxbow video shoots next week and the week after for songs from Love's Holiday. So we're very busy. And as usual, we get very tense. How tense? So tense that I got a text from one of the bandmates say, can we declare a moratorium on personal attacks? I guess I was personally attacking people at this point because of jujitsu. I don't know the difference. Honest to God, if it wasn't for me being able to semi-read people's faces, I would not know that I was hurting anybody anyway. At Sorau Academy, every insult's a compliment, every compliment's an insult, I don't know anymore. So that's what I'm focused on. But I'm thinking about this holiday and I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. And Fuentes has given him advice, said, I, I like it when you don't, go scripted and and he's he's eating it up. He's like, "Yeah, you know, my advisors want me to be more presidential. They want me to use a teleprompter." Fuentes is like, "Fuck that. I like when you go off the cuff. I like when you dig deep, you know. Uh he's like, "You know, we're small the fringe, but we're dedicated. And this is the, these are the these are the shock troops of the future." Ah, blah, 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 blah 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 blah. Just what the dude wants to hear and what he should least be open to hearing. Because he's missed the AF Nobody's telling him this, but everybody's telling him this in a way. But that's not what I think about. I And I'm thinking, you know, he hasn't changed. Like I say in the Substack piece, he hasn't changed. He's been rocking the same vibe. I mean, those of us who are New Yorkers have been knowing this vibe since... 1970, when we looked at, hey, we should get a place at Starrett City. And was uh, it wasn't even open secret. If you are brown skinned, you will not ever get a place at Starrett City or Trump properties. Or you know, it was known. It was known. It wasn't like you could. There was a human rights commission or fair housing that you didn't give a shit. And then he was like trying to, he's calling up the skies in his voice, trying to get in the society pages when the New York Post turned from being a reputable publication into, you know, a nut jumping uh, 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 Australian rag. Trying to get in that page six, trying to get in that page six, trying to go into Studio 54, Liz Smith, trying to curry notice that he was deprived of from his father in really significant ways. It all goes back to this, Jesus. But at the same time, New Yorker, as a New Yorker, I never thought New York would vibe nationally. Never thought it would happen. And this is me knowing Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, yeah, that's all, I'm not gonna Donna Shalala me on my own show, but I told you about playing golf with Donna Shalala and they had it at the DNC in LA, hanging out Alexis Herman, the tre- uh, Treasury, uh, not Treasury Secretary, the Labor Secretary. I was in like, like tight with ticks. Did I see Cuomo's future? No. Did I see Anthony Weiner's future then? No. Carlos Danger? No. I mean, I didn't even see Teddy Kennedy die. No. All of these were surprises. There was a, a great ascendancy, Bill Clinton, and it was like a wonderful. He was passing the baton on it. It was pretty clear Al Gore was going to win, and there was excitement and thrill for, through the land, and everything changed because we willed it to change because we got bored of what we had. So it's fine. Whatever. I start to think, Trump, you know, he hasn't changed. Not at all. He hasn't changed. Where's everybody? We go to Nuremberg and are poking fun at a German friend of us. He said, uh, so uh, where are your parents or your grandparents? Where were they in, I don't know, 1940? He goes, oh, they were protesters. And we happened to go by uh, uh this what um uh, Licht und Gewalt, uh Light and Violence uh the exhibition, some exhibition in in Nuremberg. And we're walking through the exhibition. We went to the parade grounds where Hitler gave his, his speech that Lenny Reifenstahl captured and we stood in the spot where Hitler stood. He gave his speech we took photos and so on. And 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 um and they have photos in the exhibition that were just kind of screwed into the wall on the backside. And Greg Davis, Oxbow's drummer, looks at one and says, hey, Eugene, look, protesters. And there were row upon row, hundreds of people. First of all, it's not nearly as grand in person. It's just a soccer field. The genius of Lenny Reifenstahl was it, it made it look like an eternity of people on eternity of fields. It's a small soccer field. But the people look massive the way it was photographed. And he says, look, look at the protesters. And I go, yeah, they saying, go away, Hitler. Go away. Go away. Come on. 1945 hits and suddenly nobody's a Nazi. And I, I quote Brad Pitt in uh, in uh, in glorious Bastards*: After the war, I guess you could take off the uniform. I'm going to give you something you can't take off. So suddenly now in 2022, nobody voted for Trump. Nobody is willing to stand for this man now. All you guys with your red hats, where the fuck are you? Okay, yeah, he knifed you in the back with January 6th. I call that Trump's Bay of Pigs. Kennedy's going to provide air support. Uh, No, he's not. (laughs) Good luck to you. Getting killed by Castro. Too bad for you i'm gonna come out there no you're not i'm going home i'll watch on tv good luck to you fuck that seriously fuck it let trump guys go? like, i gotta go back so yeah those people actually going to jail doing real jail sentences and he at much like hitler is fighting multiple wars multiple battles He's taken Ron Cohn's dictum of sue, sue, sue and driven it to the ground. But it's Topo Gigio again. You can't have eight plates spinning and hoping that none of them are going to drop. Some of them are going to drop and they're dropping all at the same time up to the Supreme Court. You are fucked. Your taxes are in the hands of Democrats in the House. You're being sued again for the, the for the Bloomingdale's rape. And and the, and the defamation that came charge they came after it. All the plates are dropping which is fine. This was expected. The dog that bit you yesterday and the dog that bit you the day before and the dog that bites you tomorrow are often the same fucking dog. Trump has not changed. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I never would have been a Reagan fan because Republicans have big... I mean, like I told Marty G all the time, he's like, oh, you're a Republican, you just don't know it. I go... Chris Rock said it best. He goes, he pro- he's rich. He probably would be a Republican too. Outside of the we hate black people thing and expand that to we hate LGBTQT plus people. We hate women. We hate, come on. Like a friend of mine once said about uh, gonzo porn as uh, uh, evinced by meat holes and, and the guy who, his screen name was Con Tusion, who it turns out, whoa, is a big LA politico of a democratic strike? Got called like you see it. Who, who backed that and now has been outed as a guy who not only made these, but also was the voice on camera verbally abusing uh, the actors that were paid. I got mixed feelings about it. He used to advertise with me at Skull Game, always nice to me. But a friend of mine who was in charge of reviewing gonzo porn at one point said, I can't do it. If these guys hate women so much, why don't they start sucking dick? Period. Close quote. So I, I don't know how we got on that sideline. Oh well, yeah, born a decade later. So yeah, I've been I, I've been steadfastly anti because you know I I don't like the anti progressiveness. It's like I, I'm I was always ERA. Why not? Why not? You know how happy I'd be to be a, a fucking house husband. Where to be on the occasions where I have been, I've been fine with it. My ex-wife said, "Hey, listen. If you can't get a job paying at least sixty thousand dollars, you shouldn't even bother." I was like, "Okey-dokey," <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right, because that's what we pay the nanny. Oh shit! I'll be the nanny. We'll save ourselves some money. I don't care what it looks like. So, so, um, so Trump is the same, unchanged, unchanged. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That And JB's got it right. They're deep-seated emotional reasons. And I have to tell you, honestly, I don't know a single person who's all in on the Republican pro- program who hasn't had early life trauma associated with just really, like, all that instability early life makes you go, fuck this. No gray, black, white. That's it. But, but there's Republicans. There are Republicans and they're, you know, MAGA folks. Where the fuck are they? This dude is having to, having to break bread with Nick Fuentes and and the crazy old gay sitting down in mar lago who can't even get his family to show up. He's the same fucking guy. You, in 1945, suddenly nobody's a Nazi anymore. Nobody voted for this guy. Who's I? Didn't, I didn't support this guy. You know, Oath Keepers are pissed off because they're going to jail. Proud Boys are pissed off because they're going to jail. And it turns out the home of it, informers and, 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 you know, Uh, what do you call it? CIs confidential informants who's left QAnon you know Alex Jones having to pay a billion dollars for all this weird crazy you know this is the tea party amped up ground pounded nitro burning action crashing into a fucking wall but he's never changed And all these fans waking up smelling the coffee and sitting in the rubble in Berlin in 1945 like, oh, man, how could we be so wrong? Fuck you. Fuck you and that fucking tank you rode in on. Fuck you. How could you have been so wrong? Listen, I told you fucking pricks that I'd be here. I'd live long enough to stand by your your bedside and tell you, I told you so. How often do you think, how much do you think I've changed since I turned 40? There was a window and that window was late teens, early twenties emerging out of puberty. When you stop becoming and you start being, there were very few changes from there was one change often described as when I lost my mind Talked about in the memoir that comes out on D-Day, June sixth, twenty twenty-three, a walk on dirty water and in an into murderous row on Feral House. My memoir. Outside of that, I had it was not like Hitler or, or Stalin. We they had this hysterical blindness had a, 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 a sermon on the mount, like a like a sermon on the mount moment where you it just. The revelation came and I had, I had reason. It came to me this way. I had a reason that, okay, in each of those cases, what happened after was terrible for everybody around them, but great for the individual. It was like a Luciferian greatness for the individual, extolling the greatness of the individual. And I decided I could feel it happening to me. And I said, you know what? I will embrace this moment unless it causes misery to people around me. And then I will change. Also known as the moment I lost my mind. I remember distinctly, just like Moses coming off that mountain with my proviso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> my proviso. As long as and it, and it, the phrase that struck me was "quiet embrace of self." In other words, stepping out of becoming and embracing being. So if you tell me Trump has changed a lot between 40 and 50, 50, 60, 60, and 70, I'm going to call bullshit on that. The die was cast. Now, I 100% defend those people who are like, okay, I made this decision then. This is now. I feel differently. I'm outski. Ski. Got you. If you're an old keeper, I got you. If you were at Bear Pigs and you turned on Kennedy... I got you. If you were Frank Sinatra, weren't invited because of your connection to Sam Giancana, you went for Nixon instead of King. I got all that. It's the people sitting around and saying, like, ah, I guess I'm done with politics now. You accident mongers. You're like the guy who spills the fucking olive breaks a bottle of aisle, uh, olive oil in aisle seven and says nothing to anybody about it. So successions of people afterward can trip over it and break their fucking necks. It was you all the time, Fredo. It was you. Making of the guy a semi-sympathetic character. Like General George Custer shows up, and it's not just him against 60,000 Sioux, Lakota or Lakota Indians or whoever, ends up killing him, but just him. He Everybody said they would be here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, your friend, I, I I don't know. I the it, it, this show ends when the kid wakes up, because Kasha's not here and the mother-in-law is here, and the kid wakes up and she's out of her mind. So we're gonna make dinner as soon as she. But I'm trying to get Grace to come by, so I'll go as long as I can. So there there is some some element of. Have you guys follow me on on Instagram, Mister Sleep Three on Instagram? This should evoke a chuckle. It is a karambit. One of three I have within arm's distance now. Sorry, that was an aside. So um, so it it, it is just um it, it it it's just um and it's a it's a spiritual, moral, emotional flabbiness, which we see in MMA all the time. If you pay attention to the betting lines, you know the, the amazing thing about some of these fights is you can bet much longer than you used to be able to look horse racing is over very quickly. So once they close the gate, if you go to aqueduct or one of these things that I don't even know, be be, off track OTB, is that still even around? I don't even know. The gates close, you're done. MMA is different. Parlays and all that shit that I don't know anything about. You can bet it's ongoing. Any, in other words, any tout that, that runs, that runs a sports book, is open for business if it has to do with you possibly losing money. Am I, saying, am I saying that Trump is Trump is dead? I'm not saying that. Am I saying that 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 um he is a figure deserving of sympathy? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah, it's kind of fucked up when you see a guy go, Come on, everybody, follow me. And everybody's like, Yeah, maybe not this time, bro. Hard ways to get messages. You know, it's hard to see that he didn't bring it on himself. Honest to God, it really is hard to see that he didn't bring it on himself. But I just, you know, it's like when the bully gets his ass kicked, he kicked down the flight of stairs. You I, yeah, yeah, I know he brought it on himself. Yeah, I know he's been ripped over countless deaths and uh, all of the uh, war-associated crimes. Yeah, I've been paying attention. I've been reading the news. But this is personal, and it's not about him at all at this point. It's about those people in 1945 who was like, Nazi? What Nazi? I wasn't one of the Nazis. I was one of the good Germans. Really? Well, I didn't shop in Jewish stores, but, you know, I was still one of the good Germans you mean you didn't actively pour Zyklon B down somebody's throat? Right. That's what I'm saying. See? You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the bald one loves Trump because he said when, you know, he was being chased by cats like uh, John McCain, guys like Trump, casino owners were all about it. But keep in mind, it wasn't just John McCain. John McCain's connection to being anti-MMA had to do with his connection to Budweiser via Showtime and traditional boxing. People got to dig a little bit on this stuff. I knew somebody who was selling for Showtime back then, and they were instructed, take no ads from from MMA. Do not work with the UFC. It's dangerous. This is a crazy sport. There were big institutional forces allied against from Don King to Bob Arum to traditional boxing. There was no cover for anybody. There was none traditional martial arts of, you know, ISKA, all the karate organizations, strip mall, karate schools. They all Bill Bigfoot Wallace. They all hated it. They were all opposed to it and they all aggressively pulled their strings to murder it as, 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 you know, so this is also sympathy I guess for the Baldwin to murder it in the crib. If they could, they didn't give a shit about the tough man competition Because who? Butterbean Butterbean wasn't fooling anybody. Butterbean was keeping that salient, but wasn't selling. There was no Delta with Butterbean. There weren't Butterbeans after. There weren't Butterbean schools. He's a a fat guy with a big hammer who looked like the guy from from the Warriors. MMA was a big threat and was treated as such. And the fact that Trump came out for MMA back then was fairly revolutionary only reason trump did it i think because he actually liked the sport probably knew the as you know with the station casinos and uh yeah exactly and um you know it just seemed to be a fit the bald one is doing has big question marks over this offensive this charm offensive he's mourning the death of a fan who was in a wheelchair who had some sort of life-threatening disease and the kid and and the kid yeah and McCain, I'm not giving McCain any passes. You, all the Republicans sitting around right now wondering how they ended up there. You did it to yourselves. But the charm offensive with the Baldwin. So now he's got he's and they got the kid who died. And now he tracked down this guy who threatened to rape his 16 year old daughter. There is nobody but nobody who's lining up on that guy's side. We all understand from mafia to fucking cop that you don't the family is off limits. And certainly, you know, well more than the woke community, you threaten to rape a sixteen-year-old girl, you might get yourself murdered. Murdered. Trump Trump has a connection with Herschel Walker, as well as the bald one. You know, as well as the bald one, he was training at AKA. You want to know a smart man, Javier Mendez hasn't re, re, republicized the fact that Herschel Walker was training there. You don't get boo, whisper, he fought in strike force. Maybe Bellator maybe made the transition. I know because I was trying to get a fight with Herschel Walker. They laughed at me. So laugh all you want. Laugh all you want. I tell you, one Negro who's not getting beat by Herschel Walker, that's me. So um uh, um Certainly not now, <laughs> maybe back then there was a chance. So, but the, the point, the, the point is that uh, the Baldwin, this charm offensive, this is one I can't figure out. I cannot figure it out. Although if I was shallow enough, I would say it is because the professional slap league will be an issue. I don't know how much money they're planning on paying the people who want to slap each other to brain injury. But I do know the first time something goes wrong in a slapper's life, that slapper is going to attribute it to the fact that they only got paid whatever they got paid, no matter what kind of contract was signed. If you're a personal injury attorney, you're you're not even waiting. You are not even waiting. You are drawn up the paperwork now. You can't avoid injury. This is like, I don't know if you ever played that game in high school. We used to play the punch game. You punch each other's fist. Until one guy backs down. <laughs> In other words, it's a guy who's more comfortable with having broken bones on his hand wins. It was a stupid fucking game. Hogan said it best. Hojo game said it best. It's all like strategy. There's no, there's no, you know, I like maybe you get somebody who perfects a slap. I've knocked guys out with a slap. But again, a punch from somebody who knows, knows how to throw a punch will activate a slap in a way that might knock somebody out. Comes up from the feet, comes up from the legs and the torque. Bang, dude's out. You don't break any bones in your hand. And plus, you look like a gentleman when you do it. Now, I've never backhanded anybody out. I have forehanded people out. Is it your intention that I strike you, sir? The guy tells me in Brussels, do what you got to do. I do the fake look away, the grizzly bear look away, like he thinks I'm. Like, hey, oh but why bald one? Why? Why bald one? Why? They did. If you paid attention, we have a date for Johnny Bony Joni's return. Squeeze play. Squeeze play. It's against uh, Mr. Blades, Mr. Blades, Curtis Blades. Nobody needs to see that fight. Nobody thinks that the betting line, again, opens up with Blades and underdog. This is a win-win for the bald one. If Johnny Joni gets gets roasted, he's once again barreled and oofsies in a comfortable position. At that point, they go to Engano. And go, well, you got nothing now. You got nothing. Fury is retired. Johnny Boney Johnny just got beat by Curtis Blades. You got nothing. What are you going to do? Stipe, same conversation. That that Johnny Boney Johnny broke the picket line and said, "Okay, okay, 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 okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll fight in March where I we'll put, put Curtis Blades in front of me. I got a proof of concept. How much does he have to pay him? Huh?" Um, you know what? I have an interesting story, Enterprise. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I you can't, Donna on my show, I'll only take a few seconds to tell you. Robert De Niro slapped the ass of a woman that was friends with a woman who I knew. I was a big booster on De Niro after bang the drum slowly. We're talking the 70s. And she goes, yeah, my friend dated him. He said he was a creep. I go, what do you mean a creep? She, said, she didn't like him. So she didn't want to go out with him again. She told him so. I go out to see. So he didn't, you know. She goes, well, you know, as they were leaving, stand down on the Soho, you know, he slapped her ass. I go, well, a little slap on the ass, you know, it's De Niro. What do you? She goes, it knocked her down. <laughs> so ass slaps could be enough to knock it down. Bobby De Niro, cranky, cranky about t- being told no. Before taxi driver every hand. so um so i can't figure out the i can't figure out the angle on the charm offensive i mean look he didn't like the guy he didn't like the guy getting into his family business maybe he just needed to send a message maybe this has nothing to do with the dead kid in the wheelchair who he was talking about how sad he was and he was crying i was crying whatever i support anybody trying to Look, you know, when Garth Brooks came back as this princess character, wouldn't wouldn't answer to Garth Brooks as his name, Chris Gaines or whatever the guys are. I really dug that. People were like, "Oh, he's crazy." It's like, what of it? What of? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, for a period of time, I changed my name to Mustafa. What of it? And I and then I forgot. So some cat who was a med school guy from Howard University who I saw, I was like, "Hey man, what you doing?" He goes, "Yo, Mustafa." The fuck are you talking to, Mustafa? Yo, you're not Mustafa anymore. I go, "Wasn't I ever?" He was like, "You don't remember?" I was, "Yeah." <laughs> what the fuck, man? You know, I I don't always remember stuff so good anymore. If you know what I mean. <laughs> This is when you were thirty. Oh well, <laughs> I took some shots to the head. So, um, so uh, I can't figure out the charm offensive, but the bald one has to do something to to indicate that that this is an ongoing enterprise and that they are creating products that will generate revenue because they have to answer the stockholders because Endeavor is publicly traded. Johnny Bony Joni is on the books. Francis Ngannou and Stipe are still out in the cold. He's broken. Johnny Boney Joni had no, realizing that time you could go two ways. You go to Diaz way and just get frozen out and then be coming back out of shape, trying to fight somebody for pocket change. Or you could like, you know, realize, all right, whatever, man. I just at this point want to fight. I'm ready. Um, if he, if he destroys blades in the first round, that puts that puts juice in the game. It puts him one fight up on however many fights he has to finish his contract. It enlivens the Stipe Ngannou, uh thing. Ngannou in 2023 doesn't have to fight a, a fucking single time for the UFC. Somebody will be making deals. Exactly. And it's another way to fill hours to get their obligation. Yeah, that's right. I mean, nobody's expecting Jones to lose, how he wins, if he wins a decision, that, that the next matchup is soft. He's got to take out Blades, got to take him out early. We don't want too much door space to be able to see in what the new reconstituted heavyweight has done. This whole shit with Glover Teixeira, like we said, oof see people have said very directly to our faces, is like the worst girlfriend in the world, you know, calling him the day before you want to fight. And he's like, man, I don't have any time. I'm old enough right now where I actually have to prepare for these things in a realistic way. Sorry, I'm not a 22-year-old guy who's just going to jump in there and do whatever you say. Or also known as Chase Sherman, <laughs> Who, who's made the circuit, gets cut, goes back to the Farm League, scores some wins, comes back, get, has some losses, gets cut, goes away, comes back. <laughs> Every time they mention that guy's name, I'm like, oh, whoa. Ah, there's Mr. J.W. Whoa. But the the storyline that was actually a non-oopsie storyline that most got me this week was Kayla Harrison. Harrison. She showed up at the presser after getting, and that wasn't just a unanimous decision. That was, you watch the highlights of that thing. She got her ass kicked. And she decided to show up to the post-fight presser and was super candid about it, was like, I feel like my skin is being ripped off. I didn't get to the Olympics by being okay with losing. But she's in that same spot, you know. When you fight some sort of educable fighter, yeah, you beat this woman twice. What, you think it's just going to happen again? No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you do jujitsu, and you got a six-minute round, If you're smart, you never, ever, ever tap somebody in the first minute. Unless you're in a competition, you never do that. Because if you tap somebody in the first minute, they're going to spend five minutes trying to match your score. So at least it's a tie in their mind. So, you toy with the guy from minute one to minute four, and then you tap him between four and five because then he's sufficiently tired enough that between minute five and six, no matter how crazy he gets, you could probably out cardio him and just hold him down to your win. Because also, the, the narrative in his head is like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, shit. Look, I got 30 seconds left. Because, of course, the guy he's rolling with, me. At 30 seconds it was like, oh my goodness, 30 seconds. All you got is 30 seconds to change the outcome of a fight that saw you tapped by a 60-year-old grandfather. And the guy then I go, 20? You know what? I could probably hold my breath for 20 seconds. Go ahead, do your worst. In one case, I actually I think today, the guy's trying to get me with a bow and arrow. You know, he's got his the gi wrapped around my neck and he's arched behind me. I said, you know what? I let my hands go. Now his arms were under my arms so I could lock down on his arms so he couldn't really get. But I was like, "Go ahead. I could hold my breath for 15, 10 seconds now." Oh, look at that 5 second. Look at you and I'm talking the whole time. Never beat somebody in that first in the, in that first first minute. They're going to try to kill you. And this was writ large. And you beat that woman twice, and all the stuff that you said, you paid into a – all the stuff post-fight you said, "You, I'm getting that million dollars, you paid into a bank account that people were going to pay you out of later, and she did. And she came back with her own blast at the post-fight presser and said, I fight her three more times. I beat her every time. Because now Kayla's in this space of like, oh God, well, I made some missteps. The missteps were? I can't, can't lose again, If I lose again, then the series is even, and uh, she's at that last minute. Yeah, yeah. Boxing, boxing is uh, <laughs> uh, boxing is a little different. Boxing is a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 just a different animal. It, if I'm boxing, yeah, I'm not trying to fuck around twelve rounds because you know the tide's going to turn against me. I'll take the guy out as soon as I can. But we're talking about jujitsu training where even if you tap somebody in that first minute, you still keep rolling for this full six-minute round. You don't do this. Don't do this. I tell you, don't do this. You can. You can. You'll be fighting for your fucking life for five minutes if you get somebody who's appropriately competitive. Kayla, it was great to see the flagellation she did, and it reminded me so much of Honda Housey. And I'm real curious to see what happens to her head coming back yeah man yeah you know and i tell you i tell you you want to get scary i'm goofing off with a guy and he's a couple belts lower than me i'm goofing off with him and i'm like hey man we're gonna flow roll he goes the fuck the fuck i am we're gonna hey, we're, not, we're gonna flow roll you're, you're being nuts and and he gets me with a heel hook right he gets me with a heel hook And then I, because I'm talking the whole time and goofing off and I am actually flow rolling. And then I said, okay, let's go. And I could see him, the terror in his eyes because he looks at the clock and sees three minutes and 23 seconds. I can't take UG full force for three minutes and 23 seconds. And I go, no, I don't give a shit. We're rolling. I am not going to try to savage you just to get back on the leaderboard. I am a black belt now. I am at peace. And we just rolled. Two days later, however, (laughs) two days later, I had to redeem his certificate of deposit for that fucking bullshit heel hook and punish him. And invariably, when I'm doing something, I look up and somebody, the eyes of justice look at me like, Eugene, what do you, what, what? You weren't here two days ago when I'm talking and the guy jumps on my foot and heel hooks me? Fuck you. Fuck him. I'll wait. It's like the old story from Colors. Let's go down there and fuck some cows. Let's run down there. Tell you, one bull says the other, let's walk down there and fuck them all. Fuck you. The bank of petty. That's right. right. I don't give a shit. I'm going to get you back for that. So Kayla, can she do it? Is she made of sterner stuff than Rhonda? I don't know. We'll see. But keep in mind, when people like that lose, they are fucking happy, and if you want to talk about this thing with with a, uh, uh, con- accused anal rapist Conor McGregor, as well as Usman and Gaethje, and showing up anything that could be con- consistently and constantly misconstrued as a misstep is welcomed by the bald one. It is welcomed by the bald one, just like the state senator with a dead hooker in his bed in Godfather Part Two. How can we help, Senator? You're a friend, dude. Hasn't been tested by by uh, uh, Usada in 2022, and through some special dispensation, is going to be able to fight in February. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know that uh, the the, uh, 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 the, uh, the um, what is the word I'm looking for the uh, the advantageous uh, uh, effects of steroid usage last up to a year after cessation of actually and introduce introduce steroids. If I take my last shot in in December of 2022, that means until the entire year of 2023, I'm still cruising on whatever benefit I got from that. Moreover, I probably would bet if I, uh, uh, venture against guess that the first quarter of 2023, I'm still testing dirty. So fuck him for wanting to come back. That's like saying, you don't know what I've given to the sport. I broke my leg. Why can't I fight with a chainsaw? stop it but the fact that he so desperately wants to do that is uh makes me think of the Beatles <laughs> Mr Vio Real. <laughs> makes me think of the Beatles I don't know how it makes me think of the Beatles the the quote from Mr Vio real got me it said side sidetracked me Oh, money can't buy your love. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm dying here. Um, look what I got. Where is it? Oh. Oxbow video coming up, and I'm a superhero at night. No, I need some water. So uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Kayla buckles. If she buckles like Honda Housey buckles. I don't, I don't expect so. I don't ex- expect that she will. But you know what? It's a narrative line that is sport-based, if not entertainment-based, that has me thinking about PFL in a different way. What the fucking shit? <laughs> oh, damn it. Sorry. This is muckabang. Deal with me drinking on the show. Who was that guy was so outraged about me consuming food on the show? So that's the end of the show. Read the Substack, send it to people. Like I said, I gotta thank you guys from last week. I did I'll do it again for having made it a bestseller. According to Substack, there's one on the bestseller list. Cool. You guys read and pass along, and some of you even subscribe. Good for yous and good for me. Uh, uh, Monday afternoon, I got, yeah, I have updates on Lums Holiday. Monday afternoon, we have uh, Care Don't Care. Uh, Nash is with his family, so, so couldn't see his way clear to do the show. Universal symbol for those in South. Glad of a hand jerk it off, but whatever. Uh, Steph and I did it Tuesday night if the shoes fit. Uh, the Show you're watching it now, if you've made it this long. Uh, updates on Oxbow's Love's Holiday. Um, oh, well, I didn't see SS's thing here. You tell me, if you were wealthy, you'd struggle to find love as if it's separate from your other qualities. And yet these qualities would be really greased by the <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about, in this instance, I'm talking about accused anal rapist, uh, Connor uh, um, McNuggets. Uh, it's not enough. He's having a rosebud moment. You know, I'd be perfectly happy. I would be perfectly happy having a Ferrari speedboat. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think Nash is on. I would be perfectly happy with that. But McNuggets is losing his mind. It's clear to me he's losing his mind. Like I've said before about Mayweather, how many hip-hop records can you make? How many, you know... how he's effectively retired at like the age of 40. That's a tough time to be retired. You got your kids. Your kids are growing up. You're going to assume your personality on that. Where Dinah Ross said it best. Tell me where the road turns. You have to have an active. Listen, somebody once told me about astronauts. He said, you ever think about astronauts? I go, what's that? So they either have to have the greatest imaginations ever or absolutely zero imagination because they're sitting in a room the size of a dumpster. In outer space for days. <laughs> and I was like, you know, he's actually pretty right. I could do that in a snap. I'm always thinking about stuff. Not always good stuff, but I'm always, I could come back from outer space completely fucking demented-er. <laughs> demented-er. <laughs> but it's the people in the middle who are going to have a hard time. Those, maybe those people who need other people. So yeah, uh, McNuggets is not doing well. He's not doing well. And age is not helping, and the money is not helping. That's what it was in reference to. Yeah, the whole thing with the uh, lowball, but whatever. Updates on Love's Holiday. So uh, despite all the fighting and the personal attacks and the drum, unnecessary and drama that continue with uh, Love's Holiday, uh, Emily Lazar finished uh, the Digital Master in New York. It is Chef's Kiss. Um... Ciccarelli listened to it, did not li- like the first song, wanted to do it again. I believe he remixed it, resubmitted it. They remastered it. Chef's Kiss. So all that's been delivered. Nico finally turned in the credit sheet. So Aaron Turner from Sumat can finish the artwork. Brian Cook from Russian uh, Russian Circles has been engaged to write the, the, uh, the, the bio and the press release for it. Um, and... Emily's thing is so great that I think we're going to remaster it for vinyl. We can do that without losing our vinyl slot. So everything is on, everything. We submitted the, all of the mechanicals to the record label. They have not let us know whether they've heard it or, and or like it. Uh, that's fine. As I say about the last records that Chicarelli has worked on, uh, you may not like the songs, but there is no denying that this is a masterpiece of a record. And I don't say that easily Um, and I'm not, I'm quoting somebody. Um, So it is very different. Like I say, my record, my record is fuck fest to thin black Duke. Um, I look at this loves holiday as being Oxbow's second record. And yeah, I wrote the lyrics, but I had the least amount to do with this. This is Nico's fuck fest. And I hope it's uh, I hope it's well received. Um, And we, like we said, we're doing the videos uh, next two weeks we'll be doing videos that's what that mask I had was for uh, and I got some other I got some other hat, yeah, uh, yeah, what am I talking about uh, uh, tricks in the hat <laughs> hats in hats the trick cats in the bag whatever um, so that's what's happening with that the deadline for I've met the deadline for uh, uh, walk across dirty water and into Murder's row the memoir uh, yeah and Kayla had it coming um uh that's like i said d-day june 6 2023 uh new news may 20th in victoriaville canada Boonwell is playing the festival they have there i'm technically not supposed to release that information until it is released by them which is coming up but if you made it to the end of the show you deserve to know it especially if you live in canada anywhere near quebec or montreal i think that's where you can get to it it's a couple of hours Uh, are cheap. It's a a fly in. It it will be a worthwhile, interesting show. The first one that uh, Bunuel has played in North America, 2023 was supposed to be uh, Oxbow's year solely, but Oxbow doesn't really kick off the year until August because of how vinyl releases and press. The press will get their copies probably in June. You'll start to see reviews and music videos um, but that, oh yeah, 30 miles is great. If you had said there are others that are, are hard, like woe is harder for me to get out to play. Same with the finish line. Um, but Oxford goes on tour in August and September. And uh, which gives me time to accrue vacation time again for, at my day gig. So that's all I got for you um, right now. I'm bugging people who said they would give me back cover blurbs for, for the book um, because that's, that's an art in and of itself getting, um, getting them, um, and I'm not going to jinx it by telling you who I got to either write the forward or to get back cover blurbs. But if everybody delivers, it'll be great. I know George H.W. Bush said that about Dan Quayle, but this will be better than Dan Quayle. I'm hoping. So anyway, uh, the second music, uh, the second music video will be done. Uh, uh, the, the, actually, we're going to do one, two, three, four, five, and six will be done. In January sixteenth, and seven and eight will be done. I think in February it will require me flying to Pittsburgh, where here, here's a here's a little bit of um, here's a little here's a little bit of a, a sneaky sneak peek. Um, it should be involved me and Kristen Hader from Lingua in Ignota in the video. Keep that to yourself. Big surprise. Um, you're not supposed to know now. So anyway, that's all the information I have. We'll see you Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You should hear the song. You, yeah, man. It is. It is. It, it. I. It's crazy. I was like, yeah, yeah, well, well, whatever. And then they played it for me in the van one night driving to practice. I was like, oh my god, I, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Fantastic. So anyway, um, we'll see you Tuesday night. Let's hope it's John. The kid's still sleeping though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it a quiet way. Look what your baby do. Don't die until next week. Ah well, I don't die even after that. Ah